again for a new episode a month later anyways sorry for the delay i was doing other things like prepping courses and course material so it's been a little bit more hectic than usual but we're here and we're happy to be here and we're happy to have you here for listening to the episodes my bonus episode on after ever happy has now taking third place as the most listened to episode of this podcast. So we're excited. What's so interesting is that I do these bonus episodes on things that wouldn't necessarily fit the flow of the podcast, but are things I'm interested in. And people are so receptive to them. So it's so interesting to see that my bonus episodes are like the most listened to episodes of the podcast now. But yeah i'm glad you guys enjoy it and even if you only listen to that one which you're probably not listening to this one i still appreciate you anyways before i get into it i did an episode this it came out this week with the podcast pessimistic at best sam was generous enough to have me on her podcast and i feel like it's the best kind of like blend of both worlds to have pessimistic at best and pessimism at its finest together because we're both just trying to do our pessimistic bests in the finest way possible. Do you see what I did there? So I'm gonna put the link to the episode in the show notes. And if you're interested, give it a listen. Like I'm excited for you to hear it. Now, I need to talk about Baltimore because I just came back from Baltimore. I wanna give my impression on the city, my recommendations, tell you a little bit about what I did. So I was in Baltimore to work, but I definitely had evenings and nights to myself. And I utilize them to the best of my abilities. Baltimore is also a city that kind of closes early. So you can't really stay out that late. And I guess it's due to the crime and trying to reduce crime. But it's still a fun city. So obviously I did my work during the day. And that was amazing. I got to see many cool organizations. See the work that they do. Embrace it. Engage with it. Loved it. Um, nightlife in Baltimore is really nice, but their nightlife, unlike Toronto, starts around like six o'clock and our nightlife starts around like nine o'clock. So you have to plan to be out like six to 12 if that's your niche. While in Toronto, you would do like a nine to two. So a little bit different there. I think the architecture in that city is just absolutely stunning. The buildings are older, like they have a lot more history to them. You know, obviously the city has like a population reduction problem, not in terms of like the fact that they're reducing it. And I think that I'm using the wrong terminology here, but the city has an issue where people leave more than they come and they stay. And it's truly evident in the amount of vacant buildings that they have. And these are gorgeous, you know, brick built, they're not brick. I don't remember exactly what they're made of. I'm not an architect. I wish I was, but These are gorgeous historical buildings that, you know, may not be in desirable areas, but if there was opportunity 
to kind of add those transit connections, add those amenities like grocery stores and malls and, you know, just general shopping plazas and to like revitalize these homes, which they're doing in some parts, you definitely would be able to see that population grow. And even with integrating these changes, Baltimore has not really been able to regenerate that population growth, despite it being like kind of a commuter city to Washington, D.C., which is totally wild to me. And as I was there, I was like, I don't really get why people wouldn't want to live here. It's kind of a cool, vibrant place that if people came and put the right investments in, I think it would be an amazing U.S. city. And I didn't really obviously engage with areas that were high in crime or poverty stricken within the city. And I think maybe if I got to, I'd have a different interpretation of what Baltimore is and the crux of it. Um, But I truthfully enjoyed my experience, you know, where I was. I was in Eager Park. That's a neighborhood I definitely remember the name of. I don't actually remember the neighborhood I stayed in hotel-wise, nor do I remember the neighborhood that Maryland Art Place and current space are located in. Those are two art galleries that if you're in Baltimore, you should definitely check out. But I think another thing too is that, and this maybe this is like something I'm drawing from it, is I remember the places, I remember the street names, but I don't really know like the neighborhoods. Like they don't really have that like neighborhood characteristic that I'm so used to in cities like New York, like, you know, you're in Dumbo, you know, you're in Soho, you know, you're in Harlem, the signage is there, the character of the neighborhood is clearly identified, like, in Toronto, you know, you're in Kensington, like, that is clearly outlined for you. And I think that Baltimore was lacking that kind of like neighborhood aesthetic characteristic that the other major cities I'm so used to have, but also, how do you create that when you don't have the population to kind of drive or create like a neighborhood like story and neighborhood fabric within this urban center. And I think that that's something that they have to look into. I also, what I found so weird, and I think it could be where we were staying again, is that you have a city that's 70% black people, but in the areas that I thought to be more affluent, I didn't really see them. And so you can see right there the racial and income disparities within the city. And I think looking at how you bridge that gap is so important for making a city like that vibrant again and drawing attraction to it and people to move there. So that was my overarching like thought of Baltimore, but I loved the vibe I loved the buildings and I loved the experience as a whole. I think I took too many photos. I think I took over like 150 photos. I made five Instagram posts, which were so unnecessary in the same outfit. And I like just had the time of my life. Like, I don't think besides New York City, I don't think I've traveled to a city and had such a great time and a great experience like Baltimore. And I've traveled to quite a few U.S. cities and I've had quite a few great experiences. But um, in terms of interacting with the people and the space and the places, I think next to New York City, Baltimore is a close second. So do I recommend Baltimore? Absolutely. Can you travel to Baltimore by yourself? 
100%. I think that people talk about the crime and the demographics and and that makes it a dangerous city to visit. I think if you're not walking around and you utilize Uber services and Lyft, it's a perfectly safe city to travel solo in because I navigated it solo even at night and it was totally fine. I think though, you know, knowing the neighborhood that your hotel is in or that your Airbnb is in and ensuring that that's a safe environment is the most important thing. And then next utilizing Uber for travel to and from your locations. Again, I did not engage with the public transit system. I did walk around Baltimore in the day by myself. I just didn't show like my signs of affluence. I use a fanny pack while I'm walking around and I felt perfectly safe and perfectly fine as a woman walking through the city. And I think it's a city where walking around helps you to like see the different demographics, see the architecture, see the beauty of the city and see how it changes from street to street and see where the investment is going and also see where it's lacking. Something else I want to say about Baltimore is that they're very friendly people and I think people don't like, you know, verbalize that. And I think if people did, more people would be attracted to the city. The uh, something, a tip I got from a man um, at a speakeasy I went to called W.C. Hanlon because everybody said I had to go to W.C. Hanlon. So I went. Something that I got as a tidbit of information is that on some streets, there are blue lights above. And that's just kind of a signal from the city that you may want to avoid walking down that street. And utilizing these kind of street smarts and talking to people first is really going to help you navigate and travel there so i think this is like a travel guide right now i think you you absolutely need to go to to baltimore go to clavel it's like a mexican tapas restaurant i got some really good like tacos there and then go to wc hanlon down the street the speakeasy apparently they're owned by the same owner then you're going to want to go to current spaces backyard garden so it's an art gallery in the front um a you know bar slash garden in the back and it's stunning and i had the greatest time there and then you're obviously gonna need to go to ministry of brewing like every night and we went tuesday had the time of our lives at ministry of brewing and um i think you guys just need to do baltimore they have some great vintage shops obviously i engage mainly with art because that's what i'm into and obviously urban development because that's what i was there for but yeah, like you're going to need to do it and you're going to love Baltimore. And yeah. But also before I go, like the person I was like working with there, I made a comment and I was like, I'm going to write a speech. I'm a speech person. And another person was like, do you mean like a public speaker? And then my coworker was like, no, she's an articulator, a sentence builder. And I fucking love it. I am now a speech person, an articulator, a sentence builder. That is my thing. That's my new like title, my sub like header. I'm also Regina George apparently because I bully him a lot. So I'm a speech person, an articulator, a sentence builder, and Regina George. Four in one guys. And that's that. That's a wrap for this week's episode, a very short one of pessimism at its finest. Remember, go to Pessimistic at Best and listen to my guest appearance on the podcast. You need to do that first. And then 
you need to research visiting Baltimore because it's amazing. Like, I need you to do it. And then I need you guys to, like, rate the podcast because it's an amazing podcast and you love it. Comment. And then next week, I'm going to be back with the concert series. As I mentioned before, we're going to start with Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox and work our way to the end of the summer concerts. Well, anyways, I hope that you enjoyed this mini episode and i will be back next week for definitely sure yeah have a great one chat soon